Hello. Welcome to the Vergecast. You might notice that you can't see us. That is by design. We are hideous. Yeah, we're terrible, <laughs> mutant people. Uh, no, it's just, uh, we're, you, I think it should be clear by now we're throwing this together. Uh, but hello, <laughs> welcome to the Vergecast. It is actually the Vergecast. We are bringing back the Vergecast. We're going to have another one next week. I, John, our producer, <laughs> just wept. Just, I mean, I, I've never seen anyone look he's, more trouble. He's texting idea. someone right now, letting them know <laughs> the good news. Uh, but it's back. The broadcast is back. We're, we are in the <clears throat> deepest portion of the, the tech news cycle. Uh, our show is about technology news and culture and lifestyles. It's about Chris just up and pouring a Coke right into his laptop before the show begins. I caught it. I caught it. Identify ourselves. Since yeah. Hi. You can see us. Hello. Yes. 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 Hello, this is Neil Patel. I am Dieter Bone. And I am Chris Sigler. Uh, noted watch expert Chris Sigler. Noted watch uh, expert. So let's just get into it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna how's it going over there, John? We're still good? Okay. We have a pile of cables and equipment on this you don't table. Understand. John literally has a guitar center over here. <laughs> like there's like a four track recorder, there's like a zoom Mikey thing. Uh, he has a, a, a Fuji a Fuji X one hundred S for some reason. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's just there's a lot going. On. There's so many cables here that are not plugged into anything. I'm very, I'm, I'm proud of you. We're about to record cool. some Green Day covers. Is <laughs> yeah, what's exactly. going to happen? I'm going to buy a Behringer mixer. It's going to be great. <laughs> this is like the old days of podcast. Actually, yes. we've been using the word Dookie a lot today. Ah, that's really good point uh-huh. for everyone. Actually, <laughs> uh, okay, let's just get into it. There's a lot to talk about. Yes. So, Dieter, you and I, uh, we were in California until yep. last night. Very late last night, we both landed around like midnight, one in the morning. Um, Apple event. Uh, Big deal Apple event. They called it historic. They there was a ton of hype. Um, they held it at the Flint Center, which is where Apple, where Steve Jobs uh, unveiled the first Mac, the iMac. Uh, just tons and tons of history in this in this building. Yeah. Apple leaned into the history um, and then revealed uh, you know pretty much just a big iPhone, the big white box too. <laughs> yeah. Can't forget the big white they box. Built, the, big white box. Uh, the big white box was exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah, it was an Apple store. That's what yep. they, they built a little Apple store to do a hands-on in because you couldn't. The Flint Center is on the campus of De Anza Community College, which I believe is a community college. I was I, just going to say you, it's you, a just, regular you just insulted a whole bunch. I'm of sorry. <laughs> uh, look, I don't know. It's a college. Yeah, uh, it appears. Anyway, but uh, can you just imagine going to school and all of a sudden having like <laughs> Apple show up to be like, "Here's our watch." The and, mothership like, just descends. Thousands of journalists are just there, like wandering around, like looking angry, like yeah. Will I am is there wearing a like a backpack that appears yeah. to be like, I mean it, it looks like a triangular turtle shell. <laughs> uh, it was very strange. Uh, anyway, so huge event. Uh, Tim Cook not shy at all about Ooh. leaning into the history. He said one more thing to announce the watch. Oh, and uh, you just like I, I, it was. I, I think the the moment that really defined. The event for me was when he was like, "Screw the numbers! I don't have time for the numbers. Let's yeah. just keep rolling." Like, yeah, I was like, oh, it's that he, kind he, of he was just fast. doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, it was super fast for yeah. live logging. We tried a new thing where Dieter did like play by play, and I did color, which is great for me because I love jokes uh, and telling them on the internet. It's, it's great for me because I love getting arthritis in my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was fun. I mean, we, we, so we had a bunch of people. There was me, Dieter, David Pierce, Josh Lowenson, uh, two of our video people, Jordan and yeah. Christian. Uh, so we went all out in coverage. I think we had a great day. One of the most popular days in, in the Verge history in terms of number of people on the site. The um, uh, the gears that that uh, that keep the site running were literally smoking during yeah. that event. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our server ops team has just kept on tweeting like hilarious pictures of what they. Like, yeah, I they, mean, they, they were just they, like they staring at traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they went flat. Yeah. Uh, so so just a big day all around for like the industry for media for Apple. Um, 
But the announcements, when you start to drill, when you get past like the hype of an Apple event and the hype of Apple saying this is, should be a hyped Apple event and giving exclusive to ABC News to talk about their historic day, uh, I have a lot of questions. I, I'm just going to f- frankly say I have a lot of questions. We can go through we, this stuff. We all do. We yeah. all do. Uh, so I think the phones, the iPhone 6 and the 6 Plus, I think they will be smash hits. Yep. No, like, no doubt in my mind. Like, uh, we played with them there. The six plus is gigantic. It's like, it's like a comedy goldmine basically because the apps that aren't uh, optimized for it like scale up and like, in the way that like big things are funny. I, am I the only one? Who, like, I keep saying, <laughs> I keep confidently saying big things are funny. Do you guys know like big clumsy things yeah, are funny? Like inherently the- funny. Like, I don't know. That's just me. Well, uh, the, the the six plus is also there was some brouhaha this week about the resolution not being what everyone expected it to be. Oh, so, well, no, but but that that does raise some some questions for developers about so how they're going to support I, that. I device. would be with you on that, except that uh, I th- the the way that uh, Phil Schiller described it as a desktop class scaler. There's no like black bars. There's no this or that. Like they they at WWDC they talked about adaptive like sizing for mm-hmm. stuff so people would get ready for mm-hmm. this. And people, the things that aren't ready, like they're just scaling up, and these things are such high resolution that I'm not worried about how yeah. apps are going to look scaled up at all. Like I, I frankly think that like the as long as they kept the aspect ratio, which they did, yeah, um, it's not a problem. I, I, I don't think yeah. it's going to be an issue for developers. No, and at all. the apps get optimized pretty fast. It yeah. seems like right. right. But, um, so that those are the phones. I, we can talk about phones at length. Yeah, but they I, are like, very like, much what we're expecting. Yeah. I, can, I can wrap up the phones pretty quickly. Like. The the iPhone six plus, if you want a really big screen, it's fine. Just remember, you're you're gonna use it with two hands. Even if you have big hands, you're gonna use it with two hands. If you're okay having two hands to use your phone, it's great. If you got a place to put it that isn't like a little pocket, go for it. If you're excited about it, the iPhone six, holding it just feels perfect. It feels like the right size to me. I I, I used all manner of different sized Android phones. The iPhone 5 and 5S feel really small to me, uh, but the 6 just feels like like Goldilocks just right. Yeah. Which is funny because we said the same thing about the uh, the Moto X last year, and that was a 4.7-inch device, right? Yeah. So. It's like a, I think 4.75 is a sweet spot. Like, I really like the Nexus 5. I think it's a good size. Uh, and then there's Apple Pay, which yep. is basically Apple's riff on the same NFC, NFC payment stuff other people have been doing and failed to do. Uh, unlike Google, Apple can tell Verizon what to do. Apparently, so they well, can. no. They, uh, as far as I can tell, they, I don't. The carriers aren't in this conversation at all, which is what's different. Uh, they just went straight to the banks and the credit card companies, and they they kept the. I, I could get way into this, and it's really nerdy. Get, but basically, with, with mobile payments, like where you store the secure information mm-hmm. is like a point of contention. Everybody wants it in a different place. So the carriers want it on the SIM card and the manufacturers want it on the phone and Google wants it in the cloud actually. Yeah. Um, and so that's where you should put secure information. Well, but they tokenize it. So right. like you don't put your credit card in the cloud. You put a random like thing that's generated in the same way that like you hash your password when it gets stored on a server mm-hmm. that's what gets put in the cloud or on the secure element and then they can burn it and make a new one if something bad happens right um anyway apple said we're putting it on the phone and so the carriers like they're just you know they managed to get them to be not involved um i i mean i wrote i wrote this piece that i think that this is the most revolutionary thing that apple announced yeah uh and i i, mean, the, I, I, I could get way into it but the, well, the bottom line is that 
everybody has completely failed at mobile payments, and we've been waiting for Apple to like stomp around and be like, "We're Apple. We're going to do it our way." And everybody get in line, and, that and was they the line. finally did it. So that was Tim Cook's line: "Is yep. everybody else is thinking about business models, and we thought about user experience." Yes, yeah. and they also uh, are getting a cut, but and they're getting <laughs> a cut from the banks, though, not from like merchant fees and all right. that stuff, right? But 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 Google wasn't thinking about business models with Google Wallet. They when were was just Google like ever thinking about a business model. They they well, Google was just like, "Here's what we're doing," and carriers were like, "No," and Google's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Like, that was the Google conversation. Yeah. Well, because Google, I mean, this, you know. If you, so apparently, Walmart and Best Buy are not on board with Apple Pay yet. They're like, they're like trying to do their own thing. And, well, I mean, but I, like, they're not going to stand up. They're, it's not going to work. Yeah, they'll, they'll Everybody's going to get behind this. Um, but, like, you know, the thing with Google, I mean, this is like, if you, <clears throat> man, Apple's going to be really happy to hear me say this. Uh, <laughs> Google doesn't control the hardware, right? Right. And yep. so that question about where you should put the secure element, they don't, they don't have a They had to go to, like, the standards bodies. They had to say, let's use the one on the SIM card at first. They had to let Verizon, like, screw with Asus yeah. or whoever. Well, and then they had to the deal phone. with all the manufacturers that would, like, Samsung. Samsung has done all of these models. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just don't care. Right. And so there's no, there's no consistency or standardization, so there's no way to build up a critical mass of like consumer demand and uh, influence from the mm-hmm. person that's actually making the solution to make it happen. The closest thing we had was was ISIS, I, or not ISIS? No, oh, it's called Softcard. And I mean that was a that was a no, that was from fail. the beginning. I mean it was going to yeah, fail yeah. from the beginning. It was going to uh, fail when it was called ISIS. It was definitely going to fail when that name was co opted by a, like a group <laughs> of like murderous warlords. Yeah, uh, because they wanted to rebrand themselves from Al Qaeda. Yeah, uh, and it's now it's definitely going to fail, fail because it's called Softcard. Which also is ISIS was bad in the first place. It was yeah. the the name of the spy agency from Archer. Like, <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, all of that stuff on um, on mobile payments. Dieter, you like everything has been a fail, yep. and it's been a fail because no one's no one's incentives are lined up because everyone wants to make the money, right? And for Apple, it's like they're lying. Like they make the hardware, they make the yeah, software, right. they make the service. Right. They well, just created a thing. Well, and so Apple, it's in our phone now. To Apple's credit, like yes, they are they are taking a slice of the money, but they are not taking a slice of the consumer data, which is also incredibly valuable. They are they have cut themselves out of that loop entirely. And I, I talked to Visa and Visa's like, look, this is just like a credit card transaction to us when it comes to like the information that we mm-hmm. know and the data that we collect on our end and the secure, you know, yeah. Visa land. So uh, one of the reasons I think Apple was able to get the leverage to get all these banks and credit card companies on board is they they said, look, just give us this tiny cut of the money. Uh, that's what everybody asked for. But we don't need any of the consumer data. We don't need to know what they're buying or when or where or who or why or how. Right. Like just that's not our problem. That's your that's your thing. And then the, the credit card company was like, yep, that's what we want. Cool. And then they just did it. You know, that's the thing about Apple, though. That I mean, this is gonna, this is going to go right into the watch for me. Okay. Here's the thing about Apple not doing that stuff and not like not wanting that data and not wanting that information is that they don't have it, right? <laughs> so that now they don't have it, right? And now they can't do like predictive things like they can't do other services that are built on top of information like that right. the way that Google definitely would. Uh, and that is – to me, that's the entry point into the watch uh, because I, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to publish a long thing about it on Monday probably. I am deeply skeptical of the Apple Watch because I don't know what it's for and I don't know why I want it. I don't know why anybody would want it except for it looks pretty and it's infinitely customizable. So you're saying um, you don't want to send your heartbeat to another human being. I absolutely want to send my heartbeat to, to another that. human being. Yeah. But I want to do it in, like, in a threatening way. <laughs> right? Like I, would like I would like nothing more than to like, like creep up behind you like late at night and then suddenly have my heartbeat just like – 
Just there. So yeah. let me yeah. let me try and set I, up. And the, that I think is a killer app. The Apple <laughs> well, Watch is for gets, murderers. Oh my god! <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm just saying that would be awesome. If like at any moment you could just like, I could just like hit you with that. Yeah. That, yeah, that would be terrifying. And you're you would right. know. You're you would right. know yeah. that I was somewhere near you. Probably not with what Johnny Ive was going and for. That my heart yeah. was beating, <laughs> but yours would soon stop beating. It's getting creepier by the second. <laughs> Can we change the subject, please? <laughs> I think this is I'm personal just, for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great, guys. That's why I want to buy a watch, uh, to threaten people with it. Um, so Apple set this thing up as the next big category for them. They They explicitly said... This is the place where we introduced Macs. And then they put it in the same context as the iPod, the iPhone, and the iPad. Like, and it was their one more thing. And it was their one more thing. And with all of those other products that I just mentioned, like the day after, you could say, I understand why Apple thinks that's the future. Right. And I don't understand the answer to that question for the watch. I mean, we've, I, mean we, I will say this. We, we, we went to the event. We, play, we all played with the watch. Um, the ones that you could wear were running basically a video of like UI. Yeah. And then there were ones you could like screw with that the people were holding and they were like demo units. Um, those ones are pretty, I mean, it's like, it's not coming on for a long, um, it's not coming out for a long time, like sometime next year. Right. So the ones they had there to play with understandably like kind of prototypey, kind of crashy, mm-hmm. but everything about them was like, why would I do this? Right, and that's like really the question. Like, why would I like the, the heartbeat thing? Like, it's cute, it's adorable. It's also like I would have to to do that. You have to convince somebody else to buy a watch. Yeah, right. And that's like that's a network effect problem. Like, you have to suddenly know a lot of people with Apple watches. Yeah, um, which maybe you will, but it's not like a standardized thing. Right, they have everybody like you have to convince everybody like buy into the Apple ecosystem and then buy a watch and then like. Do the heart, like learn how to do the heartbeat thing. How how big is the market for people that text XOXO to their significant other five times a day? Because that's like that's what that heartbeat thing is for. Well, they're right? also leaning really hard into the concept of these bite sized uh, voice memos, right? Yeah, and, the, the and then the little the little drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, I mean, Apple has a spotty record uh, identifying what um, what social media trends are, right? With ping, yeah. um, so I I don't think it's well, a sure thing. They're for bad. Them. I mean, so. Let me actually get into, like, my main issue with the watch, which is, like, the app stuff. Like, these little, like, here's an app, and maybe that app is a good idea. My biggest problem with the watch is it has entirely too many, like, interface methods. So they open, like, this keynote was explicitly about Tim Cook, like, using the elements of, like, a classic Steve Jobs keynote to say the watch is a big deal, Right. And so the elements are like, we're in the Flint Center, we're going to show you the Mac and the iPod, we're going to show you in the, the iPhone and the iPad, we're going to show you uh, the mouse and the click wheel and multi-touch, right? Here are all of the things that we've made that are important. And then now we have the watch. Are you ready? Like thunderous applause, standing ovation. He's like, he's got his like fist in the air wearing the watch. And he's like, we've come up with our next major interface revolution it's called the Digital Crown, which is the worst branding in history. Uh, second worst. Second, right after Force Touch. Yeah. Uh, Force Touch is like a right click. They made a watch with a right click. Right clicking is endemic in the watch space. Like it's just everywhere yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, it's a long presses on Android Wear. So anyway, so he's like, we made this thing, the Digital Crown, and it's like showing like, you don't want to be pinching to zoom on a watch face. You want to use this crown. That'll That's scroll true. and... 
And then Kevin Lynch, uh, who is the VP in charge of the watch software, comes out and does a lengthy demo of the watch in which he, like, barely uses digital crown and starts scrolling through lists with his finger. And it's like, isn't that what you just said we shouldn't do? Yeah. Right? Like, what is the actual purpose of this thing? Because it's definitely not the primary interface method the way that multi-touch is on the phone or the click wheel was on the iPad or the mouse is on on a Mac. Right? It's... It's actually just kind of like a knob that's – it's like the scroll wheel on a mouse. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what and you're using button. it for. And well, a home so, button. But so like what – that's just a button. Both yeah. of you guys yeah. had the wrist – or the, the watch on your wrist, right? Yeah. The so let me watches, ask you. yeah. So, but so let me ask you. With a digital crown – see, my thing with, with that is that a crown is not something that on a traditional watch you're fiddling with constantly, right? right. Because your, your finger gets in the way of your hand. Right. Yep. So is that a problem here, or have they figured it, it, that it, it out? It felt somehow? fine. Like I think the thing I've been telling people is like it, it doesn't click, you know. So yeah. there's not that much resistance, but it also doesn't spin freely, right? And so it feels a little bit loose to me. But I think that that feeling will go away once I actually see it moving software. Yeah. It'll feel really good. But like again, like I if if. Apple expects one of the apps they showed was Twitter. If Apple expects me to read my Twitter stream by like sitting and like spinning a little dial on my wrist, like no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't want to you know, do that. It's just and that, and then so that so now you have a, you have a touch screen uh, that you're like tapping and swiping on. You oh. can swipe up from the bottom to get glances. You can swipe down from the top to do a notification center because you need that on a watch. Um, you can. Use the knob. You can use the digital crown. And then you can customize. You can get multiple watch faces, and then you can customize all the little tiny pieces on each watch face. Right. So, but, but that's, like, fine. And then you can, like, force touch on the face of the watch, which is, like, you push down a little bit harder to bring up, like, a menu in all these apps. And it's, like, what? Like, first, don't call it force touching. Just don't. Like, it's the joke I've been making over and over and over again. Force touching is what you tell kids not to do to each other. Right? Like, don't force touch your brother. Right? Like, that is exactly how my niece and nephew are. Like, that's how people talk to them. Right? And, like, it's terrible. So we have digital brand, uh, digital crown. And Which sounds like touch. a Kanye album. Right. Yeah. It's like just uh, we, there's bad branding for these UI elements. Like this is a company that came yeah, up with like, Wheel. We, we forgot that like Siri's on this thing. Like we've gone through all this stuff. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Siri, oh, yeah, which should can, be the headline feature for the watch. But. Right, yeah. and so like just a bunch of uh, like I just remain skeptical. It's like, how do you use it? Yeah, like just at a v- super baseline level, like what is the most important way of interacting with this watch? It does so feel is it, strangely. Is it turning the knob or is it swiping the screen? It feels strangely designed by committee for Apple, yeah. right? Which is not I, a company known so for design by the, committee. The, my thing, my like parallel rant to Neil Eyes is that the the Apple Watch feels a little too gadgety. Um, and so the, the thing, you know, like you do after these Apple events, you, you mill around and talk to other journalists. And so here's the story that I've been telling. I think I told this on the live show. Like the, the thing that's insane to me about the Apple Watch is you look at uh, an Android phone. You get an Android phone and you want to set it up and you spend half your day moving widgets around and figuring out the difference between the home screen and the app drawer and like getting all your accounts set up. And like there's a notification center and there's yeah, you don't just use Samsung's center. defaults. There's all this stuff. I, I mean, to I love out. going to the S market. It's conceptually difficult to <laughs> figure stuff out. But then you look at Android Wear, the watch, and like they just stripped all that away. It's like right. this is just Google Now notifications, and you no, don't get to do that... anything now. But the the flip side is the iPhone is very simple. You get it. You've got your icons on your home screen. You're done. Uh, but the watch is the equivalent of the Android phone. You need to spend half your day 
learning what all the different zones are, that there's yeah. glances down here. Oh, I want to set up my glances. What glances do I want? I don't know. Let me see if I can figure it out. Oh, wait, there's, there's a notification that came in. Let me swipe down to see that. Oh, no, it just popped up. But when does it go away? I don't know. And then there's, oh, well, what do I want to see all, on all my different watch faces? And then there's, oh, I can do Siri. And then there's, oh, wait, I can reply to stuff with my voice or I, it like gives me it, the, the predictive analysis stuff where yeah. it analyzes the incoming text and gives you options. That's cool. That's super cool. Right. Like, but all Apple, like, like if Apple's going to have that many features on this thing, first of all, whoa, maybe like do have to start and then introduce the rest later. Uh, two, tell me a better story about which one of those things is the premier focus of it. It's probably health, um, but well, we didn't see a lot of that. Well, we saw some. I'm actually but, excited about the health stuff because the, pay... the stand meter is really cool. Yeah, no, they've they've come up with a. A good idea, yeah. right? But like, why would you pay three hundred fifty dollars for the Apple Watch to do health stuff when you can buy a Fitbit or right. whatever, right? right? Which is less obtrusive. Yeah. If you buy the regular Fitbit, like, like my wife doesn't wear a band, right? She just clips a Fitbit on her person and forgets about it, right? And it's like not a fashion accessory; it's like mm-hmm. a, it's a utility. And it well, connects so to her phone. Right? That's that's the the other thing is we're we're looking at this from like a smartwatch perspective and a usability and a UI perspective. But Apple doesn't want us to be thinking about the watch like that at all. They want it's a fashion piece. It's a right. fashion accessory. There's I don't know how many dozens of different ways to configure the three different mm-hmm. uh, lines and the two different sizes plus all yeah, the bands. including there's, one that's explicitly jewelry. Right, like yeah. it's the edition. Yeah. yeah, right, and that one's going to be so the basic one. Uh, they announced 349. It is unclear whether that's the Apple Watch or the Apple Watch Sport at right. 349. It's got to be the Sport. Everyone yeah. thinks it's the Sport. And because the, the, the Sport because doesn't it have a cheaper. Sa- yeah. Well, it right? also doesn't have a sapphire display. Oh, it doesn't? Nope. It's uh, it's the Ion X Glass stuff. Ion X Glass, man. Yep. Just, oh, can I, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about the design <laughs> of this watch. So on the back, I tweeted this the other day. On the back of the watch, to make it look more like a regular watch, they've printed all kinds of words. Right. Yeah. And so on the back of the sport, it says Ion X display. It says uh, Apple Watch. It says. Well, to be fair, can I just back read the what's on the back of the 360? FCC like, ID two five three two nine eight. Yeah, water resistant IP sixty seven. Moto three sixty. But 360. you expect Motorola to print garbage on the back of things, <laughs> right? Like just like I like when Sony makes something, they're like, "There's a guy there who's like, I've got all these leftover Megabase stickers, and I put it on the like, right? Like that's expected. Like, so is that a new Walkman phone? Does it have HyperX audio? Because you've, whatever, just like print whatever words on your thing you want, right? Apple is like clean, minimal, like no Intel stickers right and on the back of this watch it's like splash proof yeah and it's like is that did you just make a like a skeuomorphic hardware design (laughs) that's explicitly supposed to remind people of regular watches because it has stuff printed on the back well it is because that is the least apple thing i've ever seen yeah but it is called i I think that they took johnny ive or whoever designed this this thing i mean maybe it wasn't him um i I took a very explicitly uh skeuomorphic approach with this okay here's what it says on the back of the apple watch it says for apple watch with the logo, 42 millimeter case. That's the bigger one. Yep. 7,000 series aluminum, INX glass, composite back, and then a serial number. I, None of that information, aside from the serial number and perhaps the case size, if you've forgotten that you have the bigger one, is important. And like that's kind of like I think that's a watch trope. Yeah, I'm yeah, not but a like watch since bro. when does Apple do tropes like that? Well, that, like, but that's what I'm saying. That's like I think when that Apple put out the no, iPod this is Apple saying, print this digital. This is Apple on the saying this it. is a watch. Like this is a timepiece, yeah. right? And like they didn't they didn't shy away from that on stage, right? 
and it's called the Apple Watch. Yeah, not the iWatch. And right. so more, today is the more first day way. that I didn't immediately say iWatch. I watched. I, this, I did this too, and I watched a million other journalists there take and retake their stand-ups because everyone kept saying iWatch. Huh. Yeah. And so Christian and Jordan just stood in front of me and Christian was like, yeah, you boned it again and I'd have to start over. And everyone around me was having the same problem. Because <laughs> we just kind of weird, weird. John, this is like the worst tweet in history. Like tweet. First, you, you got you got Chris's Twitter handle wrong. <laughs> and, and the Vergecast is kind of back. Reckless back on Chris Ziegler. Did you use Chris Ziegler? <laughs> There, no, it does. There, there's a Chris Ziegler on Instagram. Oh, it's yeah, not he's me. Really yeah. I don't, ha- I don't have that. an Instagram account, John. <laughs> <laughs> he's really into Penn State. At least he was 23 months ago. Oh, man. Wrong Big Ten team. <laughs> like, entirely. And, uh, wow. <laughs> that poor Chris Ziegler. It's all going very wrong. How do you not right have now. an Instagram account? Uh, I'm a conscientious objector. <laughs> you know what? Photo Hang on. Sharing? Can we just say? Can I to just like, say something? To square the, face? Yes. Doing, to being like, I don't have Instagram. I'm not on Facebook. Is the new? Uh, I don't have a TV. Yeah. I'm well, way no, too cultured while, for but that. No, but, but I'm like an OG conscientious objector to Instagram because, like, I didn't believe in the filters. And, and we got into it yeah, on the site. Still wrong. And and at some point, I was just like, well, it's been so long now that I just can't be on Instagram. Just the same way I feel what about Lord of the Rings. Can't. I, like I, ne- I didn't see Lord of the Rings for a while, and at some point I'm like, "Well, it's, it's never been so too long late. that I can't Dude, see it now." It's never too late to watch some Harry Hobbit feet. Just... <laughs> Look, it, Instagram's over, man. By the time I get, I get on that service, something else is going to. That's Chris Sigler, destroyer of social networks, <laughs> <laughs> the last man in America to send his heartbeat to somebody else using his watch. Oh, you just made John delete his tweet. Uh, well, as he should have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, we've totally lost the. Uh, I'm just saying, like, here, the, the thing, uh, the watch, man. I, we've talked about the watch so much, yeah, nonstop, uh, and it's in, it's interesting. Like the one, like Chris and I were talking today about the idea that the edition will be probably like twenty five hundred dollars or three thousand dollars. It's made of like solid eighteen karat gold. No, but like Johnny, I did a thing where he's like, we've improved gold. <laughs> Apple made a better gold, everybody. Uh, he did. Like you watched that video. We've improved said. an element. <laughs> yeah. a uh, so they made it out of gold. Like it's going to be super expensive. Yep. How long are you going to keep that watch? It's not a. It's not something yeah. you hand down to your children, right? Right. Like Here's an old computer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be if you put could, it on your body. Uh, like replace the battery. But well, so here's Lord my theory. Knows, I think that at least happen. for the edition, maybe for the whole thing, but especially for the edition, Apple will definitely have to have a trade-in program where they say, "Bring in your last year's yeah. edition, and we'll give you two grand toward next year's model." You know. What are they going to do with last year? They're going to melt it down. Yeah, it's gold. I mean, like just the idea of Apple, like Apple, like Apple running, shop. like Apple yeah. running, like a, a watch smelting factory. <laughs> like, they've got like, the guys in the gold bats, like just like huge dump trucks of old three thousand dollars smartwatches, just like getting dumped into. It. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But that's going to happen. It has to. So, what do you guys think of the actual design of the hardware? I I find it actually like incredibly well executed. Uh, and, and I, I personally think it's pretty beautiful, but it's very conservative. Uh, but I also think it's super conservative and nondescript. Yeah, like it's right. it is like it I is think, an unbelievably good build quality and just like. 
perfectly executed design, especially the way the display goes into the rest of the, the curve of the watch of a relatively, like, it doesn't make a huge, bold statement. Right. I, it's, it's and that, this is the point about Aaron, uh, Aaron Sporis' piece. That yeah. We're, like, he, he hates the Moto 360 and thinks this is, this is good. But, like, the Moto 360 is like, look at, you, look at me. I'm a Moto 360. This says, look at me. I'm very pretty. I'm an Apple Watch. But doesn't, like, yell it the way that uh, other... The Moto 360 does. Yeah, it it, it kind of reminds me of a. Uh, it, it looks like they started with a an iPod Nano in a, uh, yes. in a minimal case or yep. a minimal strap and said, okay, let's now. I mean, even turn the, this even this minimal strap like that, right? That old there's TikTok, a lot that's called. here. Yeah. that's from that. Uh, I will say that this is like the most bulbous product Apple currently makes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's super round. It looks like it's inflated. Yeah, and it is very much memorable. Uh, or reminiscent of the original iPhone, particularly the sport in that aluminum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like there are cues of that original iPhone all over the place. But speaking of the original iPhone, I think that what we were all secretly hoping for, or not so secretly hoping for, was a product that made us say, holy crap, how is this even possible? Which is what happened when they announced the original yep. iPhone. Yep. That didn't happen here. It's like, oh, they they made a, an LG G watch, but running Apple software. I mean, right. And that is the problem, right? It's... It, Apple has yet to com- come out with a super compelling narrative for why you should buy this. And their answer is, well, look at all the apps you can. I, like, Tim Cook's like at the end, he's like, and we haven't even touched on all the other stuff I could do. I love controlling my uh, Apple TV with it. Uh, other people love using the walkie-talkie functionality. And it's like, what? They're just throwing stuff at the wall. It's, yeah. it's super throwing stuff at the wall. And like, I just, I'm sitting there. It's almost Samsung-y. It's, I gotta say, it's right, and like it's crazy that the the Android Wear is in its way so pared down, yeah. And this thing is basically a computer, yeah. By the way, it has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, so when you're at home, it connects to Bluetooth or to Wi-Fi for its connectivity, and when you're out and about, it Bluetooth to your phone. But it's a computer, like it has a home screen with app, like with the home screen on the demo units had like 48 apps on them. And you like scroll through the with const- an app universe, yeah, with an app universe, and you like into the neighborhood. And an app neighborhood and nothing in between. And it's like, what about the planet? Where do the, the apps planet, come man? from? Oh, no, that's BlackBerry Planet, no. Samsung Galaxy. What? Yeah, they could have done Solar System. Nobody's taken that yet. Uh, <laughs> Nebula. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's just like, where do the apps come from? Do they, do, is there an app store? Is there an app store app on the phone? Do you manage the apps? Like managing apps on an iPhone is already a torturous, pain mm-hmm. experience. Like. I open most of the apps on my phone by searching for them, and I don't know where the icons are located, and it's a disaster. And yeah. I'm like, man, one day I should really sit around and plug my phone into iTunes and painstakingly. No, I'm never going to do that. I'm just going to keep. Do you do that with the? Do you manage apps on your watch from your phone? Hopefully, a notably already bad experience. Like so many unanswered questions, and I think that's as we talked about it all week yeah. in San Francisco. Uh, what we kept coming back to is, yeah, we have a lot of questions. And it's like we don't have any answers. And just having a lot of questions with no answers like feels negative, right? right. But the problem is all of the hints of the answers are kind of like uh, that. Might, it's probably not the right answer. So yeah. the, the other problem that we're having as we talk about what this is, the battery life? is that there's a yeah. script to these Apple things when they announce but don't actually like release a thing right away, which is that – like everybody's like, oh, a tech journalist didn't believe in the iPhone at first. Oh, a tech journalist didn't believe in the yeah. iPod at first. My oh, greatest like- fear is that uh, the, 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 there will be a clip on YouTube of me saying I'm skeptical of the iWatch, 
and it will run in parallel while Steve Ballmer is saying that he didn't believe in the iPhone, <laughs> and that it, that is how my career yeah. ends. Right? Like, like the Verge when fails. In a year, yeah. every single human yeah. being on the planet has an Apple Watch. Yeah, but like, and, so, and there's just me. There's me. There's the audience me being like, I don't know about that. When we say we're skeptical, it's not like it's. We're not saying you know screw this thing this is a fail because like like we want to believe there's a thing here but yeah i really I, want a smartwatch I, i'm actually not wearing my pebble right now chris is wearing a 360 i just put my You're 360 on 360 for a while, yeah. like every like i this is a product i want and i think what we were all expecting from the apple watch was to understand like why we want it right, right. other than it's a gadget right right and what this is is a really beautiful gadget and I, I don't fault them for making a really beautiful gadget, but like in that history, if you're gonna do the thing that Tim Cook did, if you're gonna say this is the Mac, this is our next Macintosh, right? We're changing the world. You're gonna call it historic. You're gonna invite three thousand members of the press. This is as big as the iPhone. We have the digital crown as our new multi-touch. That's a hell of a thing to say, and then to not tell the entire world why they should buy this thing, other than ooh, it's pretty is that disconnect. That's where all the questions come in and where they start to sound like negativity. Right. Now, they have a long time to go to start answering those questions. Mm -hmm. They have early 2015. I actually wouldn't be surprised if this thing took until May or June to come out. I agree. It feels really unfinished. They have not... They are so away... they got to deal with the battery life. Yeah, they're they're just not anywhere close to answering. All they will say is you have to charge it daily. Yep. Like, every night you should charge it. We built this charger for it. With an insane MagSafe thing... That's cool. It's not insane. That thing it's is cool. cool. It's it, really cool. It here's why it's an, it's insane. The 360 charges on literally any cheap head on the planet. Like I've dropped it on like five I mean, different kinds of cheap heads. Yeah, 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 there's to like that one debate. of them. I mean, well, this is this is Apple. You, you are the only person in the world who knows what a cheap head is. <laughs> it has five of them. Yeah, but you will. I've you got, can also I've just. Got, I've got three. You can also just I'm drop. Still only one of five. <laughs> you can also just drop it on there. Whereas with this, there's like a weird little magnetic hockey puck no, that you it's have to stick with. It lines it so you don't have to think about. I mean, it. I'm look, not it's worried like, about Are you going to fault Apple for making a custom connector? It's like that's all they know how to do. It's true. Like they're like, oh, we should get a connector. What kind? We it would have been far like, more surprising. Like, so, some designer comes like, like charging onto the base, and he's like, "I've been making this one." Like, <laughs> lightning is lightning is is far superior to USB, in, like in terms of like connector shape. Oh yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I mean, because it's reversible, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Um, we should we should Can we, probably is, wrap soon. No, let's no? talk about the button. Let's complain about the button. The button. I was gonna I was gonna get into which iPhone are you gonna buy, but that's uh, cool. No, but we'll I really want to end on that. The I button have so of the many watch. Questions the about this okay, watch. Okay, here's this is the. Uh, I was actually talking to uh, John Gruber about this because um, he was randomly at uh, T-Mobile's event. Maybe not so random, but I randomly talked to him at the T-Mobile event. Um, the uncharitable way to talk about the button on the Apple Watch is. Name a company that has a custom dedicated button to take you to a chat app. And if I were to ask you that, you would probably come back with, oh, BlackBerry, right? Yeah, or the HTC Cha-Cha. Well, that was a hmm. Facebook button. That's a chat app. That's where you chat like, with babes if you, if, if, you were to, if you were to talk to me a week ago and say, what is the, what is, what's a button situation on the iWatch going to be? I would be like, that's obvious. There'll be a button. Or no buttons. Yeah, I would or have none. thought no buttons. I would say one. They, they, they like the home button, right? They'll I thought have, that. So uh, they'll here, have a button. But I saw instead, that button. They added. They've got the crown, and they added a second button. And the second button does two things. It's the chat app thing, and then it's also like activate a payment for the double click. Right. So if you tap it once, it opens the chat app where I can stalk you with my heartbeat, and <laughs> or or I'm just gonna put it out there. Yep. You can draw pictures and send them to friends. Yep. The number one 
picture that people draw is a dog. Yeah, it's of course like 100%. it will be. Yeah. Like, this is like when the, uh, like FaceTime came out, and I would like FaceTime my friend Kyle. Like, I was in, he would, I was in Wisconsin, he was in LA. Where's his story going? Uh, no, 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 no like, I would show him my, no, absolutely okay. not. And I would be like, I would like FaceTime, and he'd answer, and I would just like scream, like, fuck you, and then I'd hang up. And like, I would think to myself, I just used all of that research and technology, all of that effort, all of history's progress has brought us to the point <laughs> Where I can call my friend, he can see my face, I can scream the F-bomb at him and hang up, right? And that's, like, that's great. And now there's better uses for FaceTime. But that's, like, that's what I did as a, as a young man. Uh, this is, like, Apple built a watch. They've miniaturized all this technology. They've built a new communications platform. You can buy a $3,000 gold one. And you will probably use it to send pictures of dogs to your friends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, all of that is true. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, that button, so that you push it once to open the chat app. And, you, and then if you want to pay, it's tied in Apple Pay. So if you put the watch on, unlock your phone, authenticate to your phone, and then the watch doesn't leave break contact with your skin, you can wave it at an NFC reader and double-click the button to pay. How do I explain all of these different like usage modes to my parents you right? can't right that's what I, like regular people picked up the iphone and got it like, yeah there was one button one button it, like did the thing on and off they could like you were like here's a swipe and then pinch to zoom and then you were done yeah there was no more learning involved uh and like i know a lot of people who are still like surprised that like there's a dictation button so they can talk to it or like whatever like yeah siri was like now hold the button down and you can talk to it right and everybody figured it out uh the ipad traded on all of that knowledge so you got an ipad you're like it's just a big iphone which was the biggest criticism of the ipad at launch and its biggest strength and yeah and it's like unspoken biggest strength was yeah. that everybody knew how to use it you picked it up you're like oh this is a big iphone the apps are different i don't want my laptop or whatever and like now they got to figure out what's going on with the ipad but it, at the time it was explosively popular because it was a big iphone this thing is like it's a small iPhone with a knob, a button, and force touching. And just like I cannot get over force touch. Like it is right click. That's what it is, right? It's a context menu that opens up to show you different options in your apps, in right. your interfaces. And it's like why is that appropriate on this watch but not appropriate on your iPad, which is supposed to replace your laptop? And like how are you ever going to explain to anyone, like buy this watch – Here's the knob. Here's the swipes, right? Here's glances, but glances are different than notifications. What does the crown do again? I'm it a scrolls, lot. It scrolls through lists and it zooms in. But why can't you just flick through you the can. list? You can flick through the list. Well, then why does the crown exist? Nobody knows. <laughs> but it's the new multi-touch, everybody. And like that's these are the things. Like I'm sure that no one at Apple is dumb enough to let Tim Cook walk onto stage and say the digital crown is the new multi-touch, the new click wheel, the new mouse without a solid understanding of why that is true. Or Tim Cook is like an egomaniacal moron. Right? Those are like those are the two options. Like either they know what they mean or he was like, I need a new click wheel. And well, they came up with a crown. Right. Well to be fair, I mean like anytime Apple enters a new category, you need an event of this caliber, right? And you're going to push a lot of hyperbole on the two thousand people that you've gathered to see the event. So it's like that you know, that was going to happen. They were going to say some really bombastic shit on stage but they um, said but they said bombastic they said bombastic shit on stage in deliberate echoes of their previous bombastic shit that turned out to be not bombastic at all but actually spot on and accurate to right. what they had produced right right and like i don't i i guess what i'm saying is these are just questions i have like th these are this is why i'm skeptical yeah 
I'm not skeptical because I've used the thing at great length. I'm not skeptical because I understand the feature set or why I'd use it, except for the dong thing, which I'm very clear about. <laughs> uh, uh, but like, it's just weird for Apple to not have those questions answered. I just right? I have this image in my mind now of getting of, a of dong, dong on my watch followed by a heartbeat. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. So they send you the dong, you send back the heartbeat, and then they send you back the little like a custom faster heartbeat, the little custom emoji, whatever you know. You can you can like instead of sending back a text reply or a dong or a heartbeat, you can also send back a, an emoji face that you can like like you can the face pops up and then you can like drag his eye up, his eyebrow right. up, and like drag his mouth down. So it's like a Facebook sticker. Customize no, the yeah, face. That, there's a weird emoji yeah like, and then he's animated too so like he winks like it the, the, there's just no i'm gonna it's weird oh it's, every forgot, apple event we now. forgot another piece of branding what's that taptics oh it has a taptic engine taptic engine uh and this is sounding more samsung by the second here's the thing about the taptic engine it <laughs> does feel different than yeah, the standard it's like, it's like haptic a, vibration thing it does like actually it's feel like, like something's tapping you which yeah. is really cool. So, like, that's the other way you can communicate. Is, and you said um, it's silent, which is super important. It's super quiet. Yeah. So, like, I could, like, I could, if it, it was time to end the, the the podcast, I could just, like, hit the watch, hit you, and then tap my wrist three times, and then you would feel three taps. But which how do you is really cool. me? Uh, you hit the button, and it props up a friend list, and then I tap on you, and then... You've, I don't know how you select all these different ways of using the messaging app to do all these right. different things. Yeah. I don't no idea how that works. Wait, it was like they have like a uh, – you, you just saw Kevin Lynch like be like, maybe this will be the emergent behavior. I'll draw a fish to my friend. Yeah. That means sushi. And it's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I don't think that will happen. Yeah. Uh, maybe, some, maybe some other stuff. But like that's what I mean. Like they, there's so much here that's like maybe – Maybe if, you'll like this. Maybe this will be what's important to you. Yeah. If they were to make that that button just be customizable to whatever app I wanted on the watch, a, that would be great. Here, here's what then I I've yeah. got a home button and a shortcut button. Um, this I don't my watch think face, the Apple Watch home. needs to zoom in and out of shit. I don't, th- and I think scrolling can be handled with swipes. Yeah. I think they should get rid of the, the crown and just have the button that turns the screen on and off. Like that's where they should go because there's no reason you need to zoom in to like your 10,000 photos that are stored on your watch. Yeah, when they showed the uh, the like photos on the watch thing, you know, they've cuz uh, Apple's Photos app has got that zoom out mode, which is yeah. really cool cuz you're like, "Oh, this is about the time." And then you like pinch and you like you can zoom into the photo, but showing that on the watch, yeah. just like this weird like just grid of like little tiny pixel colors and you're supposed to guess where your photo is there. I don't like who wants to look at pictures on their watch? Yeah, makes and sense. I, and I say that fully aware that I, in the past I have said things like, who wants a five-inch screen? Like, it's possible that we are just dead wrong in this skepticism and people are going to lose their minds and this is going to become the new emergent behavior and we're just going to do stuff on our watch. Right. We're going to talk to our watch and, like, it's going to click right away once people actually have the thing in their wrist, on their wrist. Right. Um, but I kind of don't think so. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. this is what I'm saying. We should, and we can, we can go back to the, We can do 15 minutes to talk about the phone. Because the phone is just – the iPhone 6 and the 6 Plus are such obvious standout hits. Like, just playing with them for as long as we played with them in the hands-on area, yeah. it was like, now everyone's going to argue about which one to buy, right? Yeah. Like, there's a good argument to be had either way here. And if I'm going to look at photos something, I'm probably going to get the gigantic screen out and look at photos on that. Mm-hmm. And, like, those screens, they have Retina HD screens or, like, higher resolution. The lamination appears to be even tighter, if such a thing is possible. They're curved at the edges. It really is, like, touching pixels in a way that like, in a way that 
like the iPhone four first felt like it. And then like, then I got away and like, you started to learn how to see like the light refracting. Did this happen to you? Yeah. No, like, your, your tolerance for gap on a screen gets less and less by the year. Right. And like, particularly on the white ones, you could like, I can always just yeah. see the gap. Yeah. Um, these ones are like perfect. They're perfect, beautiful displays. The hardware I think is the, the six plus, like I keep saying it's comically big, but I have big hands. So like it was easy for me to hold. I think they look exactly like the leaks. I feel like those lines on the back are like ugly, but who cares? Yeah, right. They're yeah, weird. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll get used to it after a week, and it'll be fine. I'm not. I, I mean, it's whatever. They look like like it's well, like I, Johnny I mean, Ive like bought like a like a Camaro and put tape lines all over it. <laughs> you know, and he's like, I'll do that on the phone now. Yeah. Well, it's obvious. No, I just why don't mind it. I don't mind the, that because like whatever they needed to do to finally have an iPhone that felt like an honest callback to the original iPhone, I'm okay with, and that's what these feel like to me. But they could have. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Like, but, look but, at the curves. Like, this is, it feels totally a agree. lot like they've made the phone that they wish they could have made I, in 2007. Yes. I've seen <laughs> this point made uh, all over the internet. It's definitely a thing, especially if you look at the back. Yep. But if they really had wanted to do that, then why did they fill in the, the tape oh, lines with that. metal? Like, they should have just made the bottom plastic and the top plastic and done it in a tasteful well, way. Well, I don't think they wanted it plastic in the first place. That's the thing. The plastic was always a compromise. Right. 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 But you still have the seams. So it's like... Yeah, know. this seems whatever. Like yeah. people are going to walk into stores, they're going to see iPhones with bigger screens, yeah. and they're going to finally make like a head-up choice between a Samsung phone and an Apple phone. Yeah, and yeah. Apple's going to win, and Apple's going to win. And they've over instantly and over and they've over instantly, and over again. They've instantly grown their market share by thirty percent just by having two models. Yeah, right. right. People are going to go crazy, yeah. and like you know, t- who was it? Somebody, Tim Cook said that there's a big Android upgrade cycle. Yep. And somebody pointed out to me that it was the Galaxy S3 is at the end of its two-year cycle. And that was like the big seller for Samsung. That was the big breakthrough, a single model, everybody's on the same right. thing. So lots of people bought S3s. Um, and this is the end of the two-year window, and those people are going to make a decision. And like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a huge wave of people that were on the other platform that could come back. And now you've got a big screen and you're competitive. You've got a lot of people on the iPhone 4 still hanging around and 4S is hanging around. Like, there's just a lot here for, for Apple to go after. And, like, the 6 is a great phone. Like, it's a it's cool, right? Yeah. The 6 Plus, it's, I don't know, we're going to have to, like, do reviews and all that stuff and, like, really figure it out. But, like, it's a big screen. Like, I held it. I was like, he, what I thought to myself about the 6 Plus was I have an iPad mini and I'm never going to use it again. Right? Mm-hmm. If I get a 6 Plus, I will never use my iPad mini again. Yep. And Apple had better figure out what the hell the big iPad is for because now it's just the thing I have with a bigger screen. It's right. the iOS device I have with an even yet larger screen. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a good reason for that to exist. Right. Right. Yeah. It, My, needs, it needs to get become more of a productivity laptop replacement. And that's great for Apple, right? That's a good, they're pushing themselves now to like improve the iPad in a way that they've been really complacent with it before. Apple Pay in the iPad. Yeah, so my, my conflict it. was I could have, I could have a single device that replaces my phone and my iPad mini and just like, I, this is my everything device, mm-hmm. but I have to use it with two hands. Or I could have a phone that is amazing and feels good in one hand, and yeah, I'll probably hang out, hang around with a tablet every now and then. Mm-hmm. And like that was a trade-off. And you you look at the the six plus, and the screen is just unbelievable. And then you hold the six, and like, oh, this feels like the best phone I've ever held. Yeah. Um. And you just you just need to pick. Are you willing to have a two-handed device that means you can have everything device, or do you want a one-handed phone? That's the trade-offs. Yeah. I went with the one-handed phone. Who you ordered? iPhone iPhone six sixty four gig space gray switching to Verizon from AT and T. I will say that, that switching to Verizon is a big deal. 
I'm Sp- thinking about it. Space Gray seems like overwhelmingly the number one choice. Everyone yeah. I've talked to ordered Space Gray. Well, like, there's cycles. Space Gray. Like, the, like there was, there was the white came out. People did white. Then white started getting tired. Then people went to gold. And now we're going back. I to get gray. the impression that the gold does not look as good on this one as it did on the five. Absolutely does not. Yeah, does not. Interesting. Uh, it's I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a gold one. I mean, because the 5S, I'm playing with the color picker right now on the side. There's no chamfered edge. There's no that chamfered like, edge. That, like, like glitters, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, um, there, there's going to be aftermarket chamfering services. John just made a gesture of, like, drinking out of a bucket. Yeah, like, <laughs> what, dude? Like, what? what? Oh, hey. Oh. Uh, aftermarket chamfering services. There we go. That's an idea that I have for you. Free, wow. free idea. No. Uh, wh- which one are you getting? Uh, so... I originally wanted the 6 Plus um, and tried desperately to over, uh, order it overnight. Didn't pan out. And that just immediately sold out, right? right? Yeah. And we don't know if that's because they just didn't make very many, if they're having sourcing issues, or if that's overwhelmingly the more popular model. We have no idea. I think idea. it's overwhelmingly the more popular. I think people are, you're going to see gigantic iPhones everywhere all of a sudden. Yeah, I think you could be right, especially considering how popular Notes are, uh, Galaxy Notes. Yeah. Um, so... In desperation, I ordered a six. I'm strongly in considering can- canceling that and just waiting for a six plus. Yeah, I don't know. I'm because I, 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 I want the longer so I, battery life too. I'm That's 100% an issue. six plus for many reasons. One, it's just time. It's just time to to be a, a guy with a gigantic primary phone. It, it's the, you've reached that point in your it's life. It's just where you got to be. You know, <laughs> and it's like I had a Nexus Five, and that was like a good size, and that was a great primary. And that and the camera's garbage. Yeah. Uh, uh, and now it's like you know what I want to. I just want an even bigger phone. But so did you pre-order? What's your strategy? Uh, I'm gonna wait. No wait. I'm just gonna wait it out. I'm gonna. I'm, so my current iPhone 5s. I think I can grind it into dust. It is so you broken. Are well on your way to doing that. It is so that. broken and so cracked and so destroyed that I like. I, it's like a personal mission of mine now yeah to see yeah. how badly it can break i want to break it as bad as you broke this nexus 5 <laughs> it's in well, that's the other reason i got Versus the smaller nexus 5, one. he walked into the he walked into where we're recording the, the podcast with his phone in a plastic bag i said why is your nexus 5 in a plastic bag and he said because it's actively ejecting glass <laughs> it is like there, there are little glass shards just coming off of it yeah. at this point it's like the needler from halo yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'll probably just go walk in an Apple store and impulse buy whatever is in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that's I, what I do with all phones. Yep. I bought the small, I got the smaller one also because I'm less likely to drop it. Yeah. So they are, they are like, I will say this Apple's obsession with thin, thinness is crazy. Uh, the camera sticks out. If they had just made it a little bit thicker and the camera didn't stick out, they probably could have added a little more battery onto that thing, too. And, like, I don't believe iOS devices, except for iPads, are good at battery life. No, they aren't. Absolutely yeah. not. The like, 5S is not a battery uh, no, champion. No, I have mine in a, in a battery case. And actually, again, my intention is to destroy this phone so thoroughly. My hope is that the battery case explodes the next time <laughs> I drop it. Because that's, that's, like, where we're going with this. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, um, I remember a few years ago, um, an employee for one of the major phone manufacturers told me that countless amounts of focus grouping indicates that consumers ultimately want a device that's between five and six millimeters and below that they can't tell the difference. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what everybody's tracking toward. I think that over the next few years, as technology improves, phones are going to stabilize somewhere between five and six, and that you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, which sucks because I, I would buy a Razer Max 
all day long if that yeah. made sense. Uh, like, I, if they made a Max <laughs> version of the iPhone, If they had made I would, a Max version of the iPhone, I would have bought it in a heartbeat. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. A heartbeat. Eight or nine millimeters. I mean, these phones, the, the, the 6 Plus is going to look so incredibly stupid when Mophie makes a case for it. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to buy that case so hard. Yep. Uh, it's going to be – just imagine, like, like, here's my tank. I brought I brought a tank. What are you going to carry that in? And certainly not a pocket. Uh, uh, gonna, I, I do. I, I'm saying it right here, right now. Holsters are coming back. No. Yep. That's bad. Holsters are coming back. I could see that. Or maybe Hol- a satchel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a uh, leather uh, satchel. Phone satchel. <laughs> I'm going to buy a six. Oh, God. Which one? <laughs> can you... Do we need to talk about iOS 8 at all? I will say this. Uh, here's what I can say about iOS 8. They barely talked about it. Yeah. They barely talked about iOS 8. This they was a totally a hardware event. Barely talked about uh, continuity. They didn't talk about continuity. They barely talked about handoff. They barely yeah. talked about the watch software. Yep. Uh, I mean, they like did some demos within it. Like, it's sort of an open question whether the watch is running iOS, right? Yeah. They didn't say it. It's just out there. Everyone's assuming it's true because yeah. it would be st- – it's running Tizen. Right? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, so that's weird. Uh, <laughs> amazing if it was running Tizen. Uh, the thing is, you look at the, the interface and all the different like, metaphors of what the different pieces are, and it's like kind of running Tizen, at least metaphorically. It's a little tizen uh, A little tizen wow. but, but like one of the, the sickest burns. Yeah, it's a sick burn. Like, yeah. Mm. Um, okay, so, so they didn't talk about software. They didn't, talk, they didn't even do the demo of iOS. Every iPhone announcement I can recall has always included – uh, like a recapitulation of the demo from WWDC. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, iOS 8 is here. It's great. Moving on. And it's like... They did a like, game demo. Well, yeah, that, that game looked great. Yeah. One, I think one important reason that they didn't but do an iOS 8 demo... that was to show off the GPU. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. They didn't do an iOS I, I think they, they didn't do an iOS 8 demo is because 8 leans so heavily on Yosemite, which isn't ready yet. Right? So, like, they didn't want to tie that software release to something that isn't available. Mm-hmm. Um. So there, there's that, and there's also the fact that, frankly, eight is a very developer-heavy release. Like if you look at six versus seven and seven versus eight, yeah, yeah. eight is about developers, except for continuity, basically. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm super excited for it. I can't wait for all these extensions and yeah, third-party no, keyboards. third-party keyboard. You see the, you see the GIF keyboard? No. Yeah, there's a, it's a keyboard where like you just communicate solely through Nicolas Cage gifts. <laughs> Ellis was very happy. Isn't that amazing? His, that tweet, awesome. his tweet was like, "My entire career is like summed up to this." <laughs> uh, achieve, like I don't know, man. I'm just looking at the watch. I'm looking at the watch. I could talk about this watch for hours and hours and hours. Are you going to get an edition or a sport or a classic, whatever the regular model? I'm going to get the one that is that Apple explains to me why I should buy it. You're going to get a gold edition with a crocodile band. Is what you're going to get? Uh, yes, I think that is <laughs> that is super right. Uh, and then I'm going to have a $3,000 watch, and I'm going to use it to use Apple Mail. Yep. And then the Watch 2 is going to come out a few months later, and you're going to be like, what do I do can with I, this? Can I, here, let, me, let me offer the listener a window into, into Vox Media and The Verge. We run our business on Google Apps. Yeah. Uh, we have many Google Apps domains. Right, because The Verge started, and the company was called Espionation at the time, and we just started Vox Media, and then we bought uh, our company bought the Curb Network, so now we have Curb, The Need, and React, and we started Vox.com. We have Polygon. We have many, many app like domains. Many of them are alias to one another and confusing in, in ridiculous ways because that's the nature of having a company. So we are trying to migrate all of our domains together. 
this is a disaster because Google doesn't support anything. Uh, and if Google could just figure this out, like it, it won at some point, every company of our size like has to make like the critical like we should just go to Microsoft decision because there's like a million people in New York City who can just migrate Microsoft domains together, right? Yeah, and it would be fine. But Google doesn't, anyway, so it's a disaster. All of this is just to say, calendar invites at our company are somewhat messy right now. That's yeah. just true. Yeah, like right, mm-hmm. the email thing is fine. Like the doc thing is a little confusing. There's a lot of reauthing. But like, I get a calendar invite, and like, there's just panic in my soul. <laughs> like, what email address did you send this invite to? What like, calendar is it going to go to? Yeah, where am I going to go to any meetings tomorrow? <laughs> like, am I just going to miss the shit? And so, like, I'm looking at this watch demo of like calendar. And, like, I'm just like, it's on my screen, and I know how well like the stock calendar app on the iPhone is handling this mess. And yeah. I'm thinking about that mess yeah. translated to my wrist yeah. daily and the little flashes of panic that will, like, <laughs> heartbeat into my body. Ah, very confusing. Well, let's just get real for a second about using – about being fully immersed in the Google ecosystem and using Apple devices, right? Yeah. Because um, I used a 5S for probably 10 months mm-hmm. uh, before switching to a Nexus 5, which is now broken into a million little pieces. Um, and the difference between – the user experience for a heavy Google user on uh, an iPhone versus um, a, a, an Android device is night and day. It still is. The email is just killer. The, the calendar yeah. is great. It's fine. You can add as many Google accounts as you want, and they're just intrinsic to the phone. Yep. They're like they, – they, Google they, is better. The Google account experience is better on Android than it is on the web. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Yep. Like it's it is killer and great. And this is I mean, you were just playing with your three sixty. Yeah, my three sixty, which thinks that I've taken four hundred steps since we sat down to do the podcast. Because <laughs> we've been pounding the table. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh no, but this is like a, 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 a this actually comes back to the watch. The three sixty is like you can bun- dump a bunch of stuff into an Android phone, which is like a primary great user experience for Google services, and then it will pipe Google now to you. Yep. And so Google knows all this stuff about you because you've got all these accounts in one place. And it's like learned all this stuff. And it's like you look at the watch. It's like this is how long it will take to go to work. Or like it's yep. time for your flight. Or like it just knows stuff about the information that's collected in your phone and it's sending it to you. Knows I want to know the score of the Michigan game tomorrow. You know? Right. Yep. And then Apple does it because it's not collecting the data, which is good or bad. Like that's a hard differentiator for them. In many ways it's great. Um, but because they don't have the data, they can't do that stuff. Right. And so they're – it's like here's a stocks app on the watch, and it's like I, that's I don't who is so it's that, is that just for Tim Cook so that he can just like look at his wrist and check Apple stock like who what why is that there right then that's what I mean about it being gadgety you've got to yeah. sit there and fiddle with what different glance things you want and you yeah. got to know which apps support a glance I guess thing. Um, I mean, setting up an Android Wear device takes five minutes. Like, you pair it and you're yeah, done. Yeah, and, like, sometimes mm-hmm. to a fault. Like, I do wish there was more crap I could do on an Android Wear watch. Um, but I don't know. But on the other hand, I'm looking at this uh, this Apple Watch watch face that has, like, the date, the time in a digital format because I can't read analog anymore because I'm old and sad. My next calendar, the weather... Uh, and the three little meters for what your health bar is, and also the time in a different time zone. Like, it's just chock full of information. It looks good. And I'm like, dang, kind of want that. Like, here's the thing. Like, as a smartwatch, if they can pull off all these different software metaphors, it's going to be a really good smartwatch. Yeah. 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 What's the difference between a glance and an actual notification? Uh, a glance is a persistent piece of information. It's like a widget in your notification area on uh, on iOS or in the, 
the sidebar on Yosemite. A notification is a piece of Wait, incoming glances can go. No, they're like I, I'm just saying they're roughly analogous. Like think of the, think of a glance the way you think of like a stock widget. Yeah. It's a good thing you have glances and stock widgets on this thing. I'm being really negative. <laughs> like, and I think that's just, it's just, a, I don't know. There, there's something about this that it's because you don't have a story. Well, you know, I, I will say that um, everybody I've talked to who's a normal since the Apple event and uses an iPhone has said to me, I have no intention of getting this. Yes. I don't know why I'd want I it. I left the yeah. event that day. We went, we, we drove from Cupertino back to San Francisco because we were going to stay in San Francisco. And I went and, and, and just like hung out and saw my friends. Um, and they both were like, that looks dumb. And they were both like, we're going to buy the phone. But their immediate reaction to the watch was, that looks dumb. Yeah. And that's like, well, that's the problem. That's the end of that. Like, I don't know. They, they, they've got a long time. I think they might have almost a year. I think it's going to take them until June. Mm-hmm. I really do. And, like, they've got a long time to figure out why this thing is yeah. going to be what it is. Um, and, you know, I said it on meantime, Twitter. Like, nothing's hurting them other than, like, a slightly muddled story that we've been right. fetching about for an hour. Like, and they'll print money with iPhones. Yeah. I mean, they're, uh, that iPhone they, they, is they've, they've, they've They've stopped some Android Wear sales with this. They've yep. stopped some Pebble sales with this. I'm they've sure they have. definitely stopped some... And ultimately, if they Gear sell sales. if they sell one uh, Apple Watch for every ten yeah, iPhone users, yeah, yeah, that's an enormous. Win. Uh, I bet you. I bet you it'll be one in fifty at best. I think you're probably right. Uh, but even at one in fifty, I think they're probably still going to print money with that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's very confusing. And, and if if that one is a three thousand dollar rose gold right. yeah. edition with yeah. a crocodile band. I, man. All right. I, we got to stop talking oh, about this. Oh, one more thing about the edition. Why is yeah. there no white gold? I don't know, man. Because they hate America. <laughs> what does white gold have to do with America? <laughs> it's clearly, duh, white gold. <laughs> it's just so confusing. All right. Whatever. That's it. That was the Vergecast. It ended on a, a sad note for a site that I continually say peddles hope. What, I, I, what I I'm offering that... you here is not hope. I'm offering you the knowledge that one day you, will, you too will throw your $3,000 smartwatch <laughs> into a puddle of molten gold. <laughs> Apple's molten <laughs> Apple's gold. Apple's molten gold. <laughs> Walk away knowing that you, you were part of history. Whatever, man. I'm getting this watch, and I'm going to send you heartbeats all day long. Oh, I cannot wait to send people heartbeats. And that is the... Is that, that's not coming through, is it? Neelai's trying to send his heartbeat to all of you right now. I watched him do it. Actually, you know what this reminds me of is uh, Huey Lewis. Heart, yeah. Heart of Rock. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. We should, I'm going to go listen to Huey Lewis now. That was the Vergecast. We'll be back next week, John, on video with a crazy new set and like, and like dancers and like the lights. Fireworks. Like the shimmery lights. Oh, it's going to be Smoke Machine. Christine Aguilera will be here. I got I got shoulder checked by Gwen Stefani at the Apple event. What? Nice. Yep. She just like shoved me out of the way. <laughs> Come on, man. Those are the best. If we can get a laser light, I'm going to go. Look, I have to go to the DJ store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got a whole guitar center here. We might as well have the one pro sound room in the back that, that nobody understands. Fine. I mean, do you like club owners go to guitar center? I don't know where they get their gear. You're talking about like the balls that. No, like, if you go around. to Guitar Center, right? There's you can like buy the, a fog machine and like a, the the laser show. You, the, no, the, no, like you lights. walk into a Guitar Center and you're usually confronted with like the bunch of cheap guitars, like the ninety nine dollar like Fenders in front of you, right? Yeah. And then there's like off to the left, there's like the the custom rack guitars. Yeah. And off to the right, there's like strings and picks and shit. And then you like go farther into it, 
and there's like acoustics, there's, and then there's like the room, like the the humidity. I've been to a lot of guitar centers. I was gonna say you, you still uh, haven't mentioned the most important part of walking into a guitar center, which is like which is nineteen awesome year old, soloing. yeah, yeah. Like smarmy sales guy who's like wearing a polo shirt, but really he wants to be wearing a ripped t shirt, yeah. and he just looks down on you, yeah, and, and makes you back. feel bad. Yeah, they take your back. But then, but then, so then there's that, and then there's like the drum room, and then like you have to walk into the drum room, and then if you keep going, there's like the pro sound room. Yeah. Right, with like huge speakers on stands, yep. and then like racks and racks of like club lights. lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and like huge club lights, and small, and it's like, it's like, do club owners come to Guitar Center <laughs> to like? Is that what up. you do? Like, yeah. is that a necessary step in opening a club? Like, all right, well, I got the we, liquor distributors here. We got the beer trucks coming in. Dance floors laid down. Let's hit up Guitar Center. And put you can't have a club without go. fog. Yeah, but like, why would you go there? My question is, where do you get the suds machines? Like, if you're doing one of those those clubs that's, like, chest deep in, in suds? I don't know, but I'm going to Guitar Center. We're spending some money tonight. <laughs> it's Friday night, everybody. All right. Goodbye. That was the Vergecast. Cast. <laughs>